Stephen Reinecke, welcome back to Sunday night at the TSO. Even more, we look forward to you coming back to Toronto at long last. When was your last live performance with the TSO? It was 21 long months ago, but who's counting, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, it was the first week of March in uh, 2020. And we had just done a fantastic John Williams program. Huge audiences who really loved it, and the orchestra just played so beautifully. It was a, a real great triumph for all of us. And then the following week, everything stopped. And what have you been up to all these months? Mm, well, after I picked myself up from a fetal position and crying like a baby over losing everything, not quite that bad, but there was definitely a grieving process in the first few months that was really tough. But finally, you know, you pick yourself up and you start doing some other things. And of course, a lot of things went virtual. So we figured out new, new offerings that we could do for uh, uh, our audiences, but also for our, our young musicians where we have uh, substantial music education programs with all of my orchestras. Also being a composer, I was able to do some writing, arranging, orchestrating. And then thankfully, one of my four orchestras started doing some work again in July of 2020, and that was the Houston Symphony. And they ended up putting on a whole nine concert pop season. So that's kind of been it until everything has finally ramped back up, especially this fall. And I, man, I feel like it's just shot out of a cannon. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, you've got a lot. You've, you're not only the, the principal pops conductor of the TSO, but also in Houston, as you mentioned, and you're the music director of the uh, New York Pops at Carnegie Hall, and there's the National Symphony Orchestra. So how do you juggle all of this? Well, I thankfully have, am surrounded by good people. I mean, I think any successful person will tell you one of the secrets is to be surrounded with successful people and smart people and talented people. They help everything so much. I've got a wonderful manager uh, and I have boots on the ground in every orchestra, as I put it. People who have full-time jobs at those orchestra who's, who are meant to be my liaisons and my colleagues to help plan and uh, uh, facilitate everything that we want to accomplish in each of those cities to juggle all of them. Well, we're really looking forward to having you back at the TSO, and I think the holiday season is the perfect re-entry. What is in store for this year's Holiday Pops concert? Well, we're going to be invited by a wonderful guest artist named Ryan Silverman. And we've got a lot of our traditional holiday fare. Ryan's a, an interesting voice. He's a bit of a crooner, but he also sings very legit as well as jazz. So we have a nice mix of, of, of holiday standards. And um, we just might get a visit from the old man from up at the North Pole. We'll see as long as he stays healthy. <laughs> I was going to ask if you know if he's come out of isolation or what. Well, Santa Claus. Oh, I, so. I think he's had his vaccinations, and I just heard he got his booster shot already. So I think he's going to be pretty good, and uh, I expect that we might get a visit from him. I think we're all very excited about uh, that possibility, and you know, especially Roy Thompson Hall. That's going to be that's going to be very cool. Tell us a bit more about uh, about Ryan. Ryan is terrific. He's one of my good friends, and he and I have worked together many times. Uh, he is indeed. Uh, Canadian. He was born out in uh, Alberta from uh, Sherwood Park, right, side, right outside of Edmonton. And he's lived in New York for quite some time. And on Broadway, he has had starring roles in Sideshow. Uh, he played Raul in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, Billy Flynn in Chicago. 
earned several Drama Desk nominations, and he's done a number of uh, TV shows and movies as well. Some people may remember him from Sex and the City 2, but he's just a, a charming individual, ruggedly handsome, and a fantastic voice. Wonderful. Um, now, you and I have spoken before about the specifics of being an orchestral pops conductor, but what is the secret art of pops conducting? Like, what do you have to be good at that isn't necessarily obvious to everyone? Oh, Kathleen, that's a that's kind of a tough question because I think there's a lot of ingredients that go into this recipe. But if some of the key ingredients, I would say one is to have a really good sense of programming, of knowing what audiences want. Also being adventurous. We talk about being adventurous in classical programming, but I think we need to do that in the pop side too, because we don't have to do just one thing. We're not a one trick pony. And we are meant to serve the entire community we live and work in. You know, it's kind of like that line from Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. People always ask me, how do you get this audience to come in the doors? How do we get these people to come? I said, well, play music they want to hear. Do something they want to be involved with. And then another thing that's very, very important, and this is for the health of the orchestra and for the musicians to get them to buy it, is that everything has to be done at the highest quality. And you have to have really good, what we call charts, good orchestrations, good arrangements, really good music that utilizes the full set of amazing skills that these very talented musicians have. Don't waste their skills on simple music written for intermediate orchestras, you know, give them professional level stuff. And this is where it gets tricky. A lot of pops can be done because a lot of music that's published out there is done for, you know, to sell a lot of units. It's not done for professional orchestras. It's for the college group, for the community group. And so we have to handcraft and hand tailor a lot of the music for the orchestra musicians in the professional cities. And, um, that allows the orchestra to buy into what we're doing, and then they feel really good about what they're uh, doing with their talents. What are you most looking forward to in your return to Toronto? Seeing good friends, probably first and foremost. I mean, I've never had this long of a break away from the orchestra, and this is the orchestra out of the four that I work with full-time. This is the orchestra I've had the longest standing relationship with. I first guest conducted the TSO when I was 27 years old, back in 1997. So point is, we go way back. And also, hitting that first downbeat and hearing this great orchestra play music again. They're really one of my favorite orchestras. I just think they're absolutely fantastic. Well, thanks, Stephen Reinecke. We're really looking forward to having you back. Thanks, Kathleen.